Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm right here, boss, man. I got this, yeah. Podcast listeners, welcome back. Coming at you on a Monday evening, early afternoon, I guess, to uh, set the spreads. We're following up UFC 254. Uh, our two analysts, MMA capper DK and Reese, uh, they swept this weekend. They had a hell of a weekend. How you guys doing? Terrific. I'm on a cloud. Yeah, doing good. Finally in the green, and that's all that matters. Uh, yeah, we had a clean – wait, Dave, did you sweep too? Oh, yeah. That Khabib sub prop. Oh yeah. Yeah, that that was nice. We we uh we sweep two out of the last three cards, I think. That's big money if you're tailing. Ever since we started setting the spreads early in the week, you know, priming ourselves, all of a sudden we got oh, yeah. some green results, which is good. <laughs> green is good. All right. Well, with that, let's jump right in. We don't want to waste too much of your time here. Um, last week, Reese took the dub. One, one, and one records all over the board. So this one's going to break the tie. Five fights on the main card this upcoming weekend. Um, and the fight card highlighted by Uriah Hall, Anderson Silva. The first fight on the card, Bobby Green and Tiago Moises. Lightweight bout. Reese, you took the dub last week. Why don't you kick us off? Oh, I'm so thankful he's going first. I, yeah, I just, I this one I have it. no idea about. Oh, my gosh. Me either. Um, this one's tough. But the the tough part for me here is you never know what Bobby Green you're going to get. I mean, there's some times where he's got that – I mean, a lot of times where he has his hands low and he's doing that cocky swag. But, um, again, he looks totally different every time he comes out. Like, that Clay Guido win wasn't too impressive uh, to me. But then when he fought Alan Patrick, it, it looked a little better. Lando Veneta knows how to stand and bang. He looked great. So – it sucks making lines for a guy like Bobby Green because you don't know how he's going to show up. So you got to just take the medium is what I'm going to do here. I'm going to say, oh, wow, Moises ankle picked or ankle locked uh, or Achilles locked, Michael Johnson. Okay. Uh, scattered record. They both fought tough guys. I'm, I'm going to give Bobby Green the nod here. I think he's going to be – I think he's good enough at defending submissions, and I think he's going to be able to keep this one on his feet. However, I don't think he's going to be as heavy as a favorite as, as we've seen him in the past. I think we're, I'm going to do Bobby Green minus 180. Dan, good luck, man. I, that one's tough. I, I really don't know. Yeah, I, I have no idea here. Bobby Green has, has fought Dustin and Edson and gone to a decision with Edson, which is pretty cool. I'm, I'm going to go just – I mean, I got to lean Bobby Green here. Tapology has him 27 uh, ranking spots ahead of Tiago Moises. I'm going to go minus 150, Bobby Green. Ooh, see, yeah, I I didn't know. I, I agree. I just think that's not bad. This one's going to be close. Wouldn't be surprised if we split it up the middle. I just like, yeah, I got to stick with 180, Bobby Green. I like your 150, though, Dan. So, Reese, you're close saying that you are going to split it up the middle. It opened at minus 170. Since then, it has absolutely skyrocketed. It's sitting at minus oh, 303. Really? No way. No way. 303 that, is the number. That'll most that'll most likely be a I mean again, 
it's Monday, so a lot comes out later in the week. But that is going to be one I, I probably will try to do a, maybe even a half unit value there. I mean, if you look at this record, and yes, it's scattered for Chago Moises, but you got Benel Dariush, Michael Johnson. Um, I was I mean, looking down. Even the earlier. loss to Damir is Magulov. Damir is a fucking yeah. baller. That dude's a Damir's prospect great. in this division. Damir's great. 19 and 1. He's a, he's a class, he's a phenomenal striker. And then. Um, I would I would put him in a striking category similar to Bobby Green. And then if you look at other organizations, RFA 38, he fought Jamal Emers, who's no joke within himself, and won that fight, by the way. They both have fought high-caliber people, but it's not like Tiago Moises hasn't fought strikers before, which Bobby Green's primarily looking to do. I, I, I really like that line at plus, however, the fact that it's steamed up so high. But I'll also happily take the, uh, the point as well. It's gross. Yeah, credit to you guys for getting that close to where it opens at. And uh, anyways, moving on. One point reach. Never heavyweight bout. Heavyweight bout. Second one on the card. Maurice Green and Greg Hardy, former NFL player. Danny. I've got – I mean, they're heavyweights. <clears throat> like we said last week on the set, the spread. Like, everyone's got a puncher's chance. The other thing that we've learned, though, I, at least that I've learned – I value athleticism so much in this heavyweight division. And I think that Greg Hardy is improving leaps and bounds. And I think Vegas sees it too. I'm going to put him at minus 250, 240. Yeah, that's a really good line. That's really, really good. So here's my problem. Greg Hardy is a guy that obviously he was put into a developmental program, was rolling through guys that really didn't belong to be in a ring with a guy like that. I just hate that that the guy he gets is is Maurice Green. I mean, I, I don't I personally don't love Mo Green. He was on the Ultimate Fighter, I believe. The crochet boss. Um, yeah, I mean, he's I mean, he, he's long for heavyweight, so he, he tends to get at submissions, but like he's got loopy strikes, he's very chinny. I mean his 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 win over Jan Volante wasn't impressive and he looked like the fucking Michelin man there. This one's tough for me, um, but the problem is, is Vegas's job to, to try to get value out of the people, and and I imagine that Greg Hardy, although he has very limited experience, and he's got to be the favorite. I mean, people are going to bet this guy, and, I, and the worst part is. I, I want no part of Mo Green. A- anyone else? I'm gonna say Greg Hardy. And I'm gonna go even higher. I'm gonna go minus like three thirty, something stupid like that. Which again, that's huge. It is huge. But think about this: if you're going down, if you're down going into Saturday night, think of a little Mo Green, uh, Chago Moises parlay. Not bad. That would pay. That Very would pay. possible too. <laughs> So after opening at minus 205, Hardy is the favorite at minus 307 right now. Oh, Let's go. I, I do, thought I was feeling that, that. See, that's why oh. I did it. I wasn't going off. I wasn't going off open, dude. People, every time it's with this Hardy kid. They, he's He's got no experience, and that's why one of these days. I mean, when did this open? How long has this taken to steam? Good question. It probably opened a couple weeks ago. I mean, or like a week ago with Hardy on. The, the, that would have been one of the first fights they made a line for other than the main event. It's just like, like I remember people, he was minus 500 every time and, and he lost to some idiot because of an illegal strike. I don't even remember. Fought a bunch of scrubs. And then he got one. Yeah, that inhaler incident. 
Liam Hale incident. That was funny. Ben Sassoli of all people. He fought Juan Adams, who everyone thought, oh, it's PK. Juan Adams is a scrub, okay? He's already been let go by the UFC because he's such a scrub. So it's like his, his one fight that I give a nod to is the Alexander Volkov fight he lost. He got pieced apart the entire time. And Mo Green is garbage and won't be able to utilize that game plan. But people are going to bet this Hardy line all the way up to the moon. I mean, they, they, it's it's because they, they see the dominance performances, but they don't necessarily see or look into who it's against. So, yeah, it opened up on October 14th, so eight days ago. Uh, sorry, 12 days ago. Uh, 12 days ago at minus 205, and it got up there right away. It got up to about minus That's what I 280 um, before the end of the day on October 14th. Anyways, third fight of the main card, middleweight bout, Kevin Holland, Mahmoud Muradov. No way I got that one right. Reese, your ball. So this one's the last one that I'm not too confident on. I, I mean, I feel like I'm going to do okay on the main event. I, I think I'm going to do really good on the co-main. The problem is Kevin Holland, I, I, I'm not sure. I don't know as much about this Muradov as I would like. He's only fought twice in the UFC, both times against guys that, I mean, I wouldn't say they're, they're the bottom of the barrel. I mean, Trevor Smith kind of is. He's also pretty old. But I, I actually respect uh, De Cariki or De Carico. Um, but it's, it's, it's still too early to tell for this kid. He's 30 years old. That's starting to when you're 28 to 32, starting when you hit your prime. But the one thing I take to note is that he's got 16 KOTKOs on his record. And that tells me he's looking to stand and bang. And, and I'm assuming he packs a lot of power. Kevin Holland, as we know, is, is that 6'3", lanky. And I know 6'3 for 185 isn't crazy, but he, he knows how to stay out of that. I mean, Darren Stewart has power. Uh, we saw Buckley's power. Joaquin has Impa, a lot of yeah. power. Impa learned about Buckley's power really quick. So I think that the recipe to beat Kevin Holland is, would be uh, probably by submission would be my guess, even though he's no slouch there. I just know Brennan Allen subbed him. Um, so I'm, I'm going to say, and this might be because I have too much respect for Kevin Holland, and, and that that's fine, and I don't know a lot about this kid. So I'm going to say Kevin Holland minus – 185 and and i'm hoping dan i'm hoping danny goes lower to be honest with you because i think 195 is or 185 is where i feel like because i don't know enough about this guy so i'm trying to play it safe but if i miss i I'm, i'm guessing it's low yeah i uh i am gonna go lower um obviously it's only two fights but this guy is undefeated in the ufc Kevin Holland, as you said, is, is a he's a jab artist. He knows how to use his length super well. He knows how to outpoint guys. I expect him to win this. Um, I do think the line's going to be a little bit under you. I'm going to go, I guess, 150, 180. I'll go, yeah, 150. Four, 150, 140 is too low. Okay. I, see, Danny's going to take the point here. That's Danny's fine. taking the I, point that, here. It's sitting at minus 160. Oh, dope. I almost oh. went right on it. I almost went right on it. I right, was going to go up to 60, and I went. I almost went down to 40, and I was like, 40, too low. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Shit, I should have fucking hit that. Kobe, where did that, where did that line open at? Holland was actually the underdog where it opened, minus 102 to Muradov's minus 118. Okay, so Vegas thinks it's close, or Vegas initially 
capped it close. Yeah, I'm going to want to tape Murdov a lot closer before I start saying lock of the week and shit. But I, I think the the stylistic matchup here, I, I think, really looks good for Kevin Holland. So We've just I, seen him do it higher. before. We've seen him do it recently. We've seen right. him do it well. Right. Recent, last two. Last two. Right. And, and I know a lot of people are like, oh, that Darren Stewart fight wasn't great. And, and Darren Stewart's another guy, like I mentioned, with Bobby Green. The best Darren Stewart is a really fucking good fighter. It's just you don't always see it. And so – that's in. That's crazy. Okay, that's gonna. So there's a cut. So far, and like Kobe said early before this thing started, we've really picked up since doing this. I already have fights that, that have now noted in my head, like 160 on Holland, but opened as a dog. That's interesting there. Hardy steamed up, and Bobby Green uh, being that massive a favorite. Wow, there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack here. I'm just happy. All I'm right, on the jumping freaking ahead. Board. Jumping yeah. ahead. Co-main featherweight bout. Bryce Mitchell and Andre Feely. Danny with a two-to-one deficit. Take this one. Uh, yeah, this one I'm really excited for. Bryce Mitchell is my dude. He is unbelievable jujitsu. The guy, thug nasty. He, he brings it just a just a, just an essence of of thug nasty to the ring, and, and you'll see him in his camel shorts. I think when he comes out. Is that official? I Does don't know if those? it's official. I I, <laughs> I, I know I know that Dana promised them la- after last fight, but I haven't heard too much about them. It, that'd be good business by Reebok to give it to him, but we'll see. Right. It's up in the air. That, but I like it. All right, proceed. Sorry yeah, and, and Touchy Feely has one of the best nicknames in in the league, but I'm gonna go pretty heavy on Bryce Mitchell here. I know there are a lot of people looking at his twister and his twister attempt on the next fight. I'm gonna go him all the way at minus two hundred. Like that, it's very close to where I had it at. Um, first off, maybe betting Bryce Mitchell most likely. Um, he, I, I, I like his style a lot, and I also, on the flip side, love to fade Andre Feely, even though that hasn't gone well as of recent. Um, Feely's a guy that I think. First off, you guys know if you listen to the regular podcast that I inherently hate Team Alpha Male more than anything else. I think that it's probably the most trash gym. I love Uriah Faber. It's not about that. It's no ill will personally towards any of them. It's just that I think the camp is um, a gimmick, and it seems to be very showy, and I, and I don't really know what is going on over there. Um, and, and Philly likes to strike, and, I, and he's, he's – I'll save that for the, for, the, for the real pod. But the thing that I think you'll see out of Bryce Mitchell is – dominance um i i think it, i i don't think it'll be too close and and the other thing about bryce mitchell that i want to be noted is he's fought strikers before and you look at this list and you go you know he only has four fights in the ufc if i if i've only watched a little bit i've only heard of maybe charles rosa you know i mean it's not like he's fighting these big name guys and he's got these wins against but but charles rosa knows how to strike you know what i mean i mean he's a subspecialist but he knows how to strike and anyone at this UFC level knows how to strike. I mean, Matt Sales, the guy twistered. Salis, the guy twistered. He has six KOT KOs on his record. Didn't matter. Um, so I think, I think Bryce Mitchell will get this one. I just think that people are going to look at that experience that he has and be like, oh, he's fought Tyler Diamond. Is he, is he any good? Or, and I know he lost to Brad Katona when I was watching The Ultimate Fighter. So – with all that being said, I think it's going to be lower than Danny has, but I think that he's going to inevitably get the W anyways. 
I, I just I think that Feely's name and the reason why I fade him so often is because it, it for whatever reason it, it brings probably because Team Alpha Males so talked about it brings um, some heavy action. So I'm gonna say it's gonna be Bryce Mitchell minus one fifty five. That seems a little low. Oh, one sixty five. I'm gonna go one sixty five. Oh, you were towing it, Reese. The number's sitting at minus 160 right now. It <laughs> opened up exactly even, minus 110 each. Yeah. So Reese at, at 160, I am happy to jump on that. Right? I love well, that. it sounds like saying, you should get on that. I love um, that so number. The, and the thing is, is the fact that Kobe just mentioned that it opened at, at even, 110 each way, doesn't surprise me at all because people – this Andre Feely brings, brings – uh, a type of respect and team alpha male gets talked about so much. And he's been, he's fought a lot of good guys recently too. Um, Sadiq Yusuf, Shaman Marais, Miles Jury. I know Miles Jury's over in Bellator, I think, but still a big name. Um, Dennis Bermudez, Michael Johnson, Charles Rodane. I mean, these are guys that, ever, that a lot of people know. And Bryce Mitchell, on the other hand, although his fights have been exciting and he's twistering people and, and he's got a, a personality like Danny said, he's, he's, I mean, he's thug nasty. And so I think people are looking at the, at the resumes and, and feel he's getting a lot of respect. But I think Bryce Mitchell is going to show a lot of people this weekend that putting him at, opening him at minus 110 each way is, is, is silly. I mean, we saw an undefeated grappler compete last weekend. Who's the undefeated grappler on this card? It's Bryce Mitchell. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. All right. I mean, that's a bold comparison, but yep. <laughs> I didn't say any names. I just, I just pointed out there's two undefeated grapplers back-to-back <laughs> weeks. Main event of the evening, middleweight bout, Uriah Hall, Anderson Silva. Reese, you've clinched this week's set the spread episode, but why don't you kick things off with capping this middleweight bout? Um, this one's tough because – Really tough, and I know I lead off every single pick with this one's tough. This one really is because Anderson Silva's the guy that, for the longest time, I was saying the argument that people have been saying for Khabib and John Jones is that he's undoubtedly the pound for pound goat. And so watching him get old and and decline a little bit makes it really hard for me to set this line. Um, and Uriah Hall is a guy that I, I watched on Ultimate Fighter, and he was a highlight reel, and I remember thinking, this is the guy that is now going to be better than Anderson Silva and that I was wrong about Anderson Silva because Uriah Hall was knocking people out in devastatingly ridiculous highlight fashion. Um, I need a second to think on this one. I, Uriah's 36, so, like, I want to say age, but, like, 45, so old. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to say Uriah Hall – is going to be favored, um, but I can't imagine by a lot. Um, let's go uh, Uriah Hall minus oh, geez, uh, 160. I don't know. I was thought I was more confident, and then when it came time to pick this line, I don't feel great on that. I'm glad I clinched this W, dude. I – because, I mean, you know Anderson's not going to be favored probably, I, at least I imagine, until Dan comes out here saying Silva minus 200. But you'd imagine Silva at 45 is not going to be favored. But it's like 
Uriah Hall's 15 and nine. He was getting pieced up by Bevan Lewis and then landed a KO punch. We obviously saw him lose to Paulo Costa. And, and again, these names, and I, and I, we, we, name values matters. Rob Whitaker, Derek Brunson, Gegard Musasi, but like, he was having like, I mean, he had a bad weight cut rate of seizure. I remember him like thinking that mentally he was fried and he didn't want to be in that octagon anymore. I remember thinking that against the Joku fight and then he came back. So this one's so tough. I, 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 I'm I going to stick with 160. I'm going to stick with Uriah Hall as a favor. And I'm very interested to see where Danny has this because I am actually more confused on this than I thought I was going to be. No, yeah. Like you said, confusing as hell. Anderson is one of the greatest to ever step into the octagon. Uriah Hall was one of those prospects that didn't necessarily pan out. He's had some great fights. He's had some okay wins, but he's had some bigger losses. Um, one of these guys is still ranked, though. I gotta, I gotta favor the ranked guy. I'm gonna do it a little bit more than you are because, I mean, 45 years old is a little bit too no, long to be Anderson. strapping up the gloves. But it's but, Anderson. I mean, but he, Anderson hasn't How been Rich Anderson. Go? How long did Rich Franklin go? I don't even I feel like know. Rich Franklin went until he was 45, and he was still winning. I, Anderson doesn't look like Anderson, but he's still Anderson. You know, like, how high are you going to go? I, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go 200. Oh, and, I, like, I've got line. my hands on my head while I say it. That is the <laughs> meaty line. What are we looking at? I mean, Anderson looked fragile versus Jared Cannonier. It was like I know, that but, leg kick. Just, but, but when Anderson fought Izzy, he, it almost looked competitive. But he didn't get hit hard. Like, it, it, I, I love Izzy. He got hit a lot, just but that was a dance. Record, that was a just for the record. And again, oh wow, he had a big layoff. Never mind. I was saying there's a lot of red, but there was you know there was the two Weidmans, and then there was a no contest, and then 2016, 2016, 2017. So 2019 he lost to Izzy. 2019 he lost to Jerry Cannonier. I mean, it's so hard to to he beat Derek Brunson in 2017, but that was real. Sorry, that was a really, really bad decision. I remember now. I remember, like, screaming. But, I mean, he's still fighting top of the top guys in Uriah Hall. What's the line, so, Kobe? Danny's going to take the last point of the evening. Minus 200, go, your favorite, Uriah Hall. Oh, Wait, on the Danny, dot? I'm sorry, Wait. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Whoa, whoa, minus whoa, whoa. 225, your favorite, wow, Uriah Hall. After opening at minus 180. So, Danny split the difference there. Wow. Wish that was worth something. Wow. Yeah. You know, you know what it's worth, you know, man? It's worth me being confused as shit and licking my chops that there's probably not value in Anderson Silva, but I'm going to convince myself that there might be. I'm calling myself back to a couple weeks ago when we had a very similar conversation about Robbie Lawler. Ruthless. Well, Robbie Lawler, if, for those who don't know me personally, I'm a big Robbie Lawler guy. And I have – I got a painting commissioned of Robbie Lawler. I, so, I'm going to chuck that one up to bias. The one that I remember – did you have Bob Whitaker this weekend, Dan? Damn straight I did. And he proved he was the guy we thought he was. Yeah, I, I can't talk shit then. All right, proceed. <laughs> Just me. I was the one on cannon here. Anyways, I was with about that, to talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> with that, we'll, we'll wrap this one up. Uh, it's been fun. Phenomenal week by these two guys. Last week, we'll look to continue and build on that. We'll do some taping, come back to you later in the week with our regularly scheduled programming. And until then, peace out.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.